The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Raw? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Raw? I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. And this is Reister or Raw, the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door. Because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. Uh, Today, the NBA free agency is on and popping. And now my Lakers are a super team. You might as well just give us the trophy right now as long as we're healthy. Um, The NCAA got a review on its men's and women's sports and the disparity between the two, and it was scathing to say the least. And Ralph is a new sports dad. Um, no, no, he didn't have another kid, but he's a new sports dad. Uh, Scott Apley died, and people are dancing on his grave, and we're like, bad look. Uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson in uh, Arkansas, he he regrets instituting a mask. Uh, a ban on mask mandates. Mm. Um, uh, the McCoskeys versus uh, Kevin Strickland in Missouri. Huh. One person is getting justice. The other people are getting uh, favors. Um, well, sorry, it's not getting justice. The other people are getting favors. And of course, the best of social media and, you know, canceler consequence. 
Uh, you guys can hit us up. Shoot us an email. I'm at I-M-M-A-D at unafraidjoe.com or you can text us 818-293-7547 and we will respond to you and the best ones will make the show. Oh, and also hit us up on the email line uh, for with your questions and all that and we will hit uh, put them on the show. But first thing, we decided that we were going to have a new segment on the show. And it is going to be the word of the day brought to you by dictionary.com. And uh, Ralph looked it up. And so where where are we at to today? He'll give us the word and I will see if I know what it means. But today it actually even came up because Ralph asked me a question. What question did you ask me, Ralph? Well, I and I I'm going to tend to believe that anybody would struggle with this just because it's I, I don't know, maybe maybe I don't hang out with smart enough people. But my kids ask me what a.m. and p.m. mean. And uh, and I, I mean, I, I think I kind of remembered from grade school that it was some Latin phrase, um, but I didn't it up on on dictionary dot com. And uh, and it's anti meridium and post meridium, which means uh before midday and after midday which is kind of boring so i feel like i'm more right than the people who actually uh came up with um with the acronym that's how i feel at this point in time but anyway since i was on dictionary.com i noticed that they had the word of the day and i asked if you ever look at the word of the day you said yes which led me to ask if if you knew what today's was penetralia penetralia Penetralia. So this sounds like a word that Ralph is afraid of. Uh, it is. Penetralia. It sounds something sexual, um, something penetrating on some on on some level. It it, it sounds fun, but dangerous. It It is 100 uh, percent could be interpreted as sexual for sure. Uh, definitely m- makes me. Um, uncomfortable because it seems like a mix of penetrate and genitalia. Um, But I'll go ahead and give you the definition and the origin. Penetralia is the innermost parts or recesses of a place or thing. Okay. (laughs) And here's the origin. Penetralia comes straight from the Latin penetralia. uh, And it is... It says it is a derivative of the verb penetrare to penetrate, gain access, or cross. Um, and the adverb penetus, which means from within or from inside. Uh, and then the example that they gave here is he wished to be what he called safe with all those whom he admitted to the penetralia of his house and heart. Okay. And that's from a book passage in the 1850s. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then there's another more recent example that says lounge chairs have sprouted up in yards and driveways, like propagating agave. And many of us have migrated from the penetralia of our backyards to our porches and lawns. And that's from an article about how people are rediscovering their front yards during the COVID lockdown. Is this a word that you, uh, now that you have learned, you will use George? Probably. Probably. I, I will use it at some point point in time. How do you spell penetralia? Because, <laughs> because I do need to know how to 
uh, to spell this because a black girl just won the spelling bee. So, you know, I, I need to get my spell game up. There we go. Uh, it is P-E-N-E-T-R-A-L-I-A. Penetralia. Okay, cool. Cool. I am going to... Uh, <laughs> all right let me, uh, let me, let me i'm good off i right. will not be using this word for any reason ever hey hey i was i was using the penetralia last last night so it's fine um wait 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 oh, no 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 <laughs> that's not there's oh. no way that's correct you were using the innermost parts or recesses of a place or thing no no yes yes exactly exactly all right so he i'll let me see if I can uh, get an accurate usage of this. So I got my lemonade right here. The straw goes all the way to the bottom, and and that would be the penetralia. I don't know how to use it as a noun. That's, that's okay. That's I just used it correctly. Yeah, I don't want to drink this anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, now NBA free agency is going crazy. You have had multiple signings, and my Lakers are now the geriatric team. But but we are by far the best team in the in the NBA. We have LeBron James, who's thirty six, Carmelo, who's thirty seven. Trevor Ariza, who's 36. Mark Gasol, who's 36. Dwight Howard will be 36 soon. We got Malik Monk, who's 23. Taylor Horton Tucker, who's 20. Bruh, this team is now... Oh, and I almost forgot. You made it a really clear point there to mention the couple of younger players on this team. Hold on, hold on. And... I almost forgot that we added also Wayne Ellington, 33, Kent Bazemore, 32, Russell Westbrook, 32, AD's 28, Kendrick Nunn's 26. Bro, we got four dudes under the age of 30, and we got we added four <laughs> dudes who are 40% or better three-point shooters, which is what we had a problem with, championship Add it to Rob Palenka. They're going to add another piece today. Big name, bro. It, it's a wrap if we're healthy. Okay. A wrap, huh? You're not worried about anybody else? Dude, there there are only six teams with a chance to win a championship this year. Six. And only four if everybody's healthy. In the, in the East, you have Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Those are the okay. only two teams. And then if there's some injuries, then Miami can come in there. And on the Western Conference. No, New York. You're not saying you're, you're not saying New York with the what New they York Knicks. The New York Knicks that just added Kemba. No, that's gonna be helpful? no. Okay. Kim, Kemba's terrible in the playoffs. OK, Um, you have dude. When when has Kemba when has a guy who can't guard anybody and is five foot uh you, you know, under six feet tall, been a, a, taking a team to a championship since Allen, Allen Iverson. And he's not Allen Iverson. Uh, Chris Paul with a busted wrist <laughs> this year. <laughs> he was guarding nobody. It, okay. So my, my, my point exactly. And then in the Western Conference, you have the Lakers. Yeah, you, you have the Lakers. And you have, oh my God, 
The the and and the Suns are the third team, assuming that there are no are no injuries, and the second team in the NBA in the West is. Oh, the uh, Golden State Warriors. Damn. <laughs> I forgot about them. Yeah, so the uh, Lakers and okay. the Golden State Warriors are the only two teams that can come out of the, the West. The Clippers won't have Kawhi. Dallas Mavericks roster isn't good enough. Portland, hell no. Utah, uh-uh. I, and then if everybody's not healthy, then the Suns can creep in there. Okay, well, uh, I don't agree obviously with uh with you saying that uh the lakers are a shoe in uh, there's a lot more teams that i'm worried about who then well first of all denver how i denver keeps me up at night man that's a good how team. does denver keep you they are a good basketball team but they are not a championship threat you don't think so no how 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 what, what what about them is championship threat caliber? What can't they do? Uh they don't defend at a high level. Um they are they are limited athletically with their with their best player. It, it it's just not like they they are a formidable team in the west like they can they can make it to the western conference finals but then they'll get hammered by whoever goes to the championship it, it they're not one it, it's like that it's like that video you're not that guy pal you're not that guy they're a good so, playoff team but they're not championship caliber so if the nba mvp improves and they get their point guard back and they also added the playoff mainstay Asterisk jeff green mvp Asterix MVP. No. MVP. He would not Absolutely have won. Not. He would not have won MVP had Joel Embiid played five more games. Had LeBron been healthy? Had Kawhi not been hurt? Had dude, dude? It's like six or I've talked to writers, dude. He would not have been the MVP. They didn't even have him in their top five. That's their problem. Then they're bad at their job. You're talking no. to the wrong people. No, he got the MVP because everybody else was was hurt. He absolutely had an MVP season. He did stuff that statistically hasn't been done before, and he did it without being athletic. I think that I mean, you, you have to look at him and be like, oh, man, if you had five more inches on your vertical, we might have to just cancel the NBA and start over without you. Oh, God. If 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 was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. If if and ands was pots and pans, the whole world would be a kitchen. All right. Well, I want you to go back and listen to the first few minutes of this podcast with all the ifs that you just got done saying about injuries no, and everything I, I just, like I that. One if. I said, assuming that everybody in the that that the big time players in the, in the NBA are are healthy. Those are the four teams and then the other two teams that are on the outside looking in who have a chance to win a championship. You also hit me with four back-to-back ifs about the MVP award. So, okay. But there's another team that, that uh, I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, I don't think that they're built very well and it'll be interesting to see how they're coached moving forward. But Dallas adding Reggie Bullock and re-signing pretty much everybody else that was on their roster I think that if Luca continues to improve, they could be a threat as well. 
They 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 are a threat to knock people out of the playoffs. Yeah, but they're not a threat to like them. Them winning three series is not is not happening. Three series right. to get to the finals. Just saying. Um, Here's uh, who I don't I don't respect. I do not think the Miami Heat. Uh, so everybody's praising the Miami Heat and the Chicago Bulls for winning free agency or whatever. Of course, the Chicago Bulls are going to get high grades in free agency. They had a lot of <laughs> they had a ton of money to spend. Yeah, I like the addition of Lonzo, but. You add Lonzo, you add DeMar DeRozan, and unless you bring Laurie Markkinen back, your team's not going to have a bunch of outside shooting. No. You're just going to be a mid-range team. And the Suns, people said the Suns were able to get away with that, but that's not true. They had like eight guys that shoot threes, and then Chris Paul and Devin Booker driving the action with with a, a, a mid-range game. I don't think they're built the same. And the other one is, you you know that I don't have the same level of respect for Jimmy Butler as everybody else. I don't think that the Miami Heat are built for for the for the bright lights and the big time at all. And I know they a lot of people are saying team. that they got better. I don't agree. They are. I think they got got better. They added. Uh, they added some pieces. They also. They are a team, right? Who, if things break right for them in the East, if there's an injury to Brooklyn, they can win. That's thing. They they're not good enough to beat Brooklyn, but if Brooklyn and if Milwaukee just doesn't play well, because they match up well with Milwaukee, I think. So if if they get in a situation where they're playing Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals, I believe that's a series they can win. But but they also could lose to a bunch of other teams in the Eastern Conference in, in, in the first round, too. I'm saying that they are a team that that styles make make fights. Like if they get up against if the Philadelphia 76ers get the one seed again, nobody believes that they have a chance to win. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. that my, Miami can beat Philadelphia, but Miami may not be able to beat Brooklyn and Milwaukee. But can Miami beat New York, Atlanta, Boston? Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I just I do want to give a shout out to the Miami Heat for becoming the all-time fake tough guy team, adding PJ Tucker and Markeith Morris and re-signing Jimmy Butler. Um and then your boy Kyle Lowry. So it looks like we're both going to be Miami Heat haters because you've been you've been all over Kyle Lowry for the last few years, and uh, and I, I I probably feel better about Kyle Lowry than I do um, Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Butler, uh, but it, it'll be interesting. You get a, a locker room full of bullies. I wonder where they're going to direct their energy. Tyler Hero's life is about to be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, that might actually be the best thing for him is to get some dudes around him to keep him focused on basketball. I will, if, if Victor Oladipo has anything left, I I will say that the Heat are contenders to maybe reach the Eastern Conference Finals. But other see, than that, I just see don't that's see what it. I'm saying. That's why I put them on the outside in that second tier of teams that's got a shot. Like if if injuries and some other things potentially break right for them, like a suspension, some something like Kyrie taking a mental health sabbatical in the playoffs. They got a they got a shot. What's the craziest deal that was given out and the best deal that was given? Oh out? Oh my god! The the, the one that was mind blowing was Evan Fournier, four years, seventy eight million. Dude, that the France beating Team USA paid off big time for Evan Fournier. I did not think he was worth like nineteen million dollars a year, but you know, it's not it's not my money with the New York Knicks. 
Okay, what about your boy Alex Caruso getting forty million from the Bulls? He's the White Mamba. What do you? What did you expect? Did you expect every anything less? But but the interesting yes. part about this stuff. No, no, I I knew he was gonna get that kind of money because he's a fantastic, not a good. He's a fantastic defender. He knows his role. He can knock down three point shots. He's taller than people think he is. He's like six five. He's extremely athletic. I, I I like the addition of Alex Caruso. He's okay, but but however though, being an Alex Caruso fan now that he has left the Lakers, I can't say that I'm still in the Alex Caruso, you know, like fan fan club. He he's not dead to me, but I don't love him as much if he's on the Bulls. If that makes sense. Okay, I, I will say there's one contract that made me laugh, and there's one contract that I can't believe the team got away with. The contract that makes me laugh is Gary Trent Jr. got three years, 54 mil from the Toronto Raptors. And you have to remember Gary Trent, his father was a lottery pick who played 10 years in the NBA. Gary Trent's career earnings were 11 million. <laughs> his son is making like double annually what his dad made for an entire career, uh, which is I, I find to be kind of entertaining. Uh, you know that Junior has to pick up the check from, oh, from here on out. And, and and as a father, that's winning. That is yeah, winning as yeah. a father. <laughs> You're like, my son makes more than double that I do than I did my whole career annually? Yes, sir, son. Great right. job. I love and it. Then, and then the other uh, the other one that I found really interesting, especially with Alex Caruso getting thirty seven million over four years, is the Phoenix Suns managed to re-sign campaign for three years nineteen million. That blew my mind. I thought for sure he was gonna get eight to nine a year. Nope. And and it's funny because I talked to somebody in the know prior to free agency about Cam campaign. They were like, he's not looked at like that around around the league that he's looked at like a good role player, but you don't have to account for him. Like he doesn't feel dangerous to teams when um, like he's, he he's the guy that when Chris Paul comes out, he comes in, he gets his 12 points real quick, gives some spark and energy, but you don't really worry about him in the end of games and you don't game plan for him. So that's kind of why he signed for that, because that's how he's looked at. Yeah, and I, I would agree. I think that when the Bucks actually started to take him seriously, uh, they completely erased him off the face of the planet. And people point to that and they say, like, see, he must not be very good. But there's another side to that. The Bucks and Giannis, Giannis as a rim protector and P.J. Tucker uh, being able to switch on whoever he, he wants to guard. Like if they're going to take you seriously, you have to level up. And if you don't have yeah. that gear, then you're going to struggle if, if if you're not a star. Yeah. Like, he it, got put in a headlock. Yeah. And I, and, and, but to be the kind of player that can come out and command uh, a headlock, obviously that was a high pressure situation in the NBA yeah. finals. I think that at least revealed that, Oh, like if, if someone's going to come out and take him seriously, then he's worth, uh, bring him back because I think the team that had the most money to give him is also the one that told him that he didn't belong in the NBA and that was the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, yeah, and he and he probably would have rather walked through hell with gasoline draws on than than take <laughs> money from from them unless it was so much money that it felt like an apology. You know what I mean? Okay, 
All right. So uh, you're like, but, like, but, like if they were trying to pay him twenty million dollars a year, he'd be like, "Oh, I forgive you." Duh. I get it. <laughs> I, but I just I, I just want to make sure that I'm on record early, early, early on that the the team that I'm afraid of is the Denver Nuggets. Okay. All and right. you should be too. No, no, not not at all, bro. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com slash strategic. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The next thing up, the NCAA versus women's sports. And the NCAA, they commissioned a study on women's sports and how it is with, 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 with men's sports. And what did they come up with, Ralph? Okay, so um, to rewind this entire story, the thing that went down here, obviously, is the women were playing, I believe, in San Antonio. Um, as far as their NCAA tournament, uh, it came out that they didn't have a weight room. Um, and even worse than not having a weight room, they had one weight rack. And so that was pointed out by, uh, I believe it was Sedona your girl, Prince. Sedona Prince at University of Oregon. Mm-hmm. And she um, also clapped back at the NCAA, who said that they just didn't have room, filming the giant empty space that the one weight rack existed in. Uh, and so that led to the NCAA um, 
kind of panicking because public opinion really turned hard against them at the time. And they hired a law firm called Kaplan, Hecker and Fink. And Kaplan, Hecker and Fink looked into all of the possibilities of that um, uh, and, and explored everything as far as what the NCAA is doing to promote women's sports. And if there's equity um, and if the NCAA is fulfilling their duties um, and, and what the report uh, essentially said, um, and I'm reading the Ralph Russo AP report here uh, is the NCAA has fallen short of upholding its commitment to gender equity by prioritizing its cash cow D1 men's basketball tournament over everything else, according to a scathing review released Tuesday, assessing how the association conducts its championship events. A law firm hired by the NCAA to investigate equity issues released a 113-page report that includes a series of recommendations, including holding the men's and women's Final Fours at the same site and offering financial incentives to schools to improve their women's basketball programs. So what do you think of those two things For off, right off the bat, George? Do you think that they should be held in the same facility? And what do you think of offering financial incentives to schools to improve their women's basketball program? Hmm. Okay. I'm a person who understands that if you build it, they will come on, on, on some level, right? That cornhole is on television because people, if you promote cornhole, people will watch it (laughs) and people like women's basketball. There are stars. There are really good players. Like they, they hit game winning shots. They do exciting things. But it is a different brand of basketball, just like college football is a different brand of football than the NFL. Just like college basketball is completely different than the NBA. And there's clearly a market for it because ESPN just paid $500 million to broadcast uh, the women's tournament. Turner pays the NCAA in between one and $2 billion a year for their tournament. So the money isn't the same, but there's clearly a market for it. WNBA ratings are going up. Their attendance is going up because people are paying attention to it. And it's because the guys in the NBA are now supporting them and calling them out. They're showing up at games, all of this stuff. And that actually helps grow the game. Because it's because for such a long time, people believe that men weren't interested in women's sports, but we really are. I like watching women's tennis more than I watch than, than I like watching men's tennis. I like I, watching. I think I'm with you there. I like watching. And, and, and part of that is because men's tennis is a job, dude. Like you better like grab a Snickers. You might be there for three and a, and a half hours. I got about two hours for you. Yeah, that and there's not very many American stars. Correct. And I think that you you kind of roll with what you identify with. I remember James Blake got kind of popular there for a minute. Yeah, and I was watching clip. James, James, James Blake and, and, yeah. and I watch Mon, Monfi sometimes. I watched Andy Roddick, but those guys didn't sustain the way that Rafael Nadal did. Yep. Um, Like they just, so when you have Serena and Venus, you know, 
and you're able to say like, oh, like that that's one of ours, like and and root for them on the basis of whether it's nationality or race or upbringing or whatever it is, as long as you can identify that's one of the reasons why there's so many cities that have hockey teams where hockey still hasn't become very popular because you don't know anybody that you went to high school with or that you grew up around that, that, you know, uh, if you're in Nashville or even Tampa, who's won multiple Stanley cups or, or or where I'm from in Arizona, you, you don't really identify with, uh, uh, w- with hockey just in your daily life. So it takes that extra work. And now that we've gotten to the point where so many girls are involved in sports period, like if you have somebody in your family who takes women's basketball very seriously, you're a lot less likely to denigrate the sport. You might not out. That was, that it. was me. My dad was a coach. Sisters played. I am sister playing college. Like this, this is, like this was my, my my life so I always got the game and now that more people are exposed to it I think that it is good but the idea of incentivizing teams to improve their their um college programs I'm in on that and and the, the, the I don't know what I'm, it means me me either but i'm actually in on them improving it because hasn't that been one of the greatest gifts to the men's tournament because the women's tournament if you go back 10 years ago there were pretty much no upsets the higher seed always won like except in rare occasion like eight nine yeah you know four four dangerous women's teams and and now, like half of the top twenty-five is Pac-12, right? But like, yeah. at the time, there were four dangerous women's teams, and people would make this argument all the time. Yep. And women, Tennessee, get really, really UConn, mad about North uh, Carolina, Ru- Ru- I would back say Rutgers and Rutgers, and sometimes Notre Dame. Yep, yeah, that was it. Yeah, and and now it's now Rutgers isn't so much da- dangerous, but you add in Oregon, Baylor. Uh, like it's South Carolina's one, Mississippi State. Like you don't know when you walk into the women's tournament, you don't know who's going to win prior to the uh, season. And there are there aren't upsets of the high seeds yeah. yet. But once you get to the to, to the point where two seeds get that 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 they have some iffy first games. And three seeds get upset, four seeds get upset. That's the thing that makes the NCAA tournament so remarkable and so much fun is that you cannot predict the results. Right. And I, I remember I remember having that argument because there'd be a lot of people that say I'm not interested in women's basketball because it's just all UConn all the time. Uh, and people would say, well, but you watch college football and it's all Alabama all the time. But the difference was that going into any football game against Alabama, you felt like the other team possibly had a chance or could maybe even hang with them for a quarter. UConn was working people by 40, 50, 60, and it was not competitive. Yeah. Right. Like people want to see competition. Yep. And we're, we're here talking about equity between men and women's sports right now, which, which is of great interest to both and I, and people were at that time, were trying to make the the argument that like, greatness without even the possibility for equity or competition or parity um was actually a good thing Uh, but i didn't really feel like it was growing the game that nobody felt like they had a chance so i was on the other side of that argument but on 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 this side i fully believe that the more you push it the more that people are going to come and and one of the interesting things about this review 
um, is I guess ESPN pays 34 million per year through 2024 uh, to be able to broadcast the NCAA championships on the women's side. But according to an assessment done by Kaplan, by a team of sports media and marketing experts, the women's tournament will be worth between 81 and 112 million beginning in 2025. So that'll be the most interesting thing to see is how much the NCAA values and is able to negotiate on behalf of the women in order to get their next broadcast deal done. Yep. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so the the women have like and, and, and I know that people are going to see this or hear this and they're going to say, oh, my God, they're caping for 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 women stuff that nobody wants to watch. But in reality, we like new options. We like new things. We love different sports. I watch darts. I watch badminton. I watch fencing. All these things. So if you build it, they will come. And <laughs> and that's why the WNBA is growing and all of that. Um, right. And so you but you you tell me, you tell me, George, is six million people uh is six million people watching your game, nobody? That's a lot of people, bro. That's I, I honestly, dude, uh some uh, th- there are some college football games that don't do 6 million viewers. Actually, right. no, 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 not, not some, a lot of college football games don't do 6 million right. viewers and college basketball games don't do 6 million, 6 million viewers. So that that's not nobody. Those are right. significant and, people. Right. So, but basically like what, and, and I, I want to be really clear here. 6 million people is where the men are at right now. Yeah. 6 million people is where the men are at right now. That's we we agree. That's a ton of people, especially in the day and age of streaming and a million other uh, options. And yeah, that costs a lot of money platforms. to get in front of six six million people for for advertisers. Right when when there were no options, you could have had a men's tournament getting probably triple that. Right. Yeah. But now, but now, any time that you can get over a million people in front of the TV for anything. You consider that a win, especially when they could be on Netflix or they could be on Disney Plus or they could be on Paramount or they could be on Peacock or they could be on Hulu or they could they could be on Voodoo or any any other number of things. YouTube TV like they could be watching. Uh, they could just be gaming instead of actually watching sports. So any time that you get over a million people in one place, that's going to be extremely valuable to advertisers. And right now the women are about. They're getting close to 1.2 million on the high end, which is up six percent from two years ago. So if you're Creeping telling up, buddy, over a million people is nobody. Tell that to people who are in advertising because they don't give a shit what it is that they're they they just care that if the demographic is there and there's enough people to justify their ad spin so that they can sell more products. That's it. So as if if you see the money is there, then you're wrong. You are incorrect. Just because you're not interested in it does not mean that it is not valid and profitable. I'm not super interested in like magic cards, but there are people that are making more money right now in one year selling magic cards than I'm ever going to make in my entire life. I can't project me not being interested in it to the entire like economy. Yep. 100%. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. 
the hottest games right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, the next thing up. Ralph is a new sports dad. He is a new sports dad. He's not a new dad, but he's new to the sports dad thing. I am a vet in the sports game, in the sports dad life. <laughs> I'm a super vet. So, uh, Ralph, go go ahead, present your questions. Okay, so today is my uh, oldest son's 13th birthday. As my wife pointed out, it'll be at least 15, 16 years before we don't have a teenager in the house again, and we never had a teenager until today. So that is blowing my mind. Um, I got into sports because my parents weren't. That's why I did it. Very simple. Like I wanted my own thing. I wanted something that they had nothing to do with. I wanted my own space. So I got super deep into um, analytics, broadcasting, playing anything that I could do with any sport anywhere um, because it would be my own space. When I became a dad and I was working in sports for the majority of my children's lives, I work, especially when I work in youth sports, I work around a lot of parents and I said to myself, I'm not going to force anything on my kids, nothing. As long as they have extracurricular interests that they actually spend time on. And I feel like they're building skills and not just being, uh, not just being lazy, then I don't care what it is. And my oldest is into chess. He plays guitar. I just brought up magic cards. He's, he's into those. 
um you know he reads comics he does a whole bunch of other stuff um i got another kid who's who's into music and reading and and they're the same they all have things that they are into right so i didn't think that i needed to introduce sports into it i figured if they want to understand me a little bit more or they want to spend time with me when i'm watching a game i will absolutely welcome it but i didn't put them in any leagues i i had asked them if they wanted to play and they'd show mild interest mild interest isn't going to cut it so if they say they want to then that's that's when I say like, all right, let's do this. Well, my oldest turned 13 today. He is my height uh, and he's going into seventh grade. So he's, he's going to be about a five, eight seventh grader and he works out every day. So, he, I mean, he's not unathletic um, and football tryouts are in a little over three weeks. So we're going to do it. Yeah. Okay. Without- Congratulations in the sports dad life, buddy. Without having ever played football or understanding the positions um, or anything like that, he is going to go try out for a tackle football team okay. uh, at, at his middle school. And I'm super worried. I'm like, I'm, I'm very, very worried about this whole thing. Not so much about him because he's a kid and they're resilient and they'll he'll figure it out, especially when there's a bunch of people all running in the same direction. He's going to follow along with them. What I'm worried about is I see a lot of negative sports parent behavior, probably more than the average person since I work in prep sports and I deal with a lot of these parents and I've seen the lengths that they go um, to either live vicariously through their kids and or push their kids and or push other people or be so what is it steamroller parent where you yeah. flatten everything in front of them yeah so instead of helicopter bulldozer. parent we, bulldozer yeah bulldozer parent, parent. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm worried about all of those things like i'm really worried about all those things i don't want to go down any of those roads and so i was just wondering what your advice is for me to not become the thing that i really fear okay in all honesty i have been all of those parents at some point in point in time right all of those parents, like all the negative things that you can do as a parent, I've done them at some point in time. Not not necessarily continuously, but at some point in time, I got way too serious about an eight year old baseball game. You know what I mean? And then I had to come come back to grips like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So this eight years old. He's not going to the major leagues off of this game. And. The way I look at it is, number, number one, here's something that you do a great job at that every parent needs to do a, a great job at, is that as much time as your kids spend playing ball, they need to be spending just as much time developing their character. And their character means they're, they're working hard, they're uh, diligent, uh, they are thorough, focused, all of those things, like whether it's their schoolwork, because all of these things, uh, co- they, they, they co-mingle, they, you know, they all work hand in hand. So that's the first thing. As much time is spent on their character. And if something goes wrong, the, the uh, same way that if, if you would punish your kid or do some sort of create, corrective behavior or get help or whatever for their schoolwork, right? Just because they are a high level athlete, if they're not getting their schoolwork done, don't let them play. Like it's, it's like, there are so many times where people in life, they don't 
understand that there are consequences when you don't do the right things because they're like, yo, yo, I'm the best player on the team. They can't do anything w- without me. But if the if the coach is like, nah, nah, bro, <laughs> I know, I know we need you, but there are rules to this. And I think that those teach very valuable lessons. So, so that's the first thing. Uh, okay, yeah. But what can you teach me about not being the best oh, kid here, on the team? Here, here <laughs> because is, that's probably the situation we're yeah. in. So, so here's the thing. Here is what I tell every single parent, every single one that asked me about it and my experience. So I reflected on how I coach kids, how I am with my own kids. So after every single practice and every single game, I ask my kids two questions. Did you focus as hard as you could? That means know your assignment, which goes into not just in practice, but out of practice, studying your stuff, all of that stuff. Did you focus as hard as you could? That means you weren't playing around at practice. You were doing what you were supposed to do. You were in tune, all of those things. So did you focus as hard as you could? And number one, the most important thing is, did you compete as hard as you could? Not not working hard because a coach can make you work hard because I heard this from Kara, Kara Lawson. A coach can make you work hard. They can make you run sprints. They can make you do a lot of hard things, but they can't make you compete. And competing is not always against other people. Competing against yourself to be the best possible thing that you can be. So so did you compete as hard as you could? And did you focus as hard as you could? Because if you do both of those things, then you can be proud of yourself after the day, regardless of the results. So I, so I tell my kids all the time, I don't care about the results. I don't care if you hit five home runs. I don't care if you struck out every time, any of that. Because if you do those two things, and then the third thing that you can do is be a, be very aggressive. Because sport in sports, uh, uh, you are rewarded by being aggressive. That doesn't mean fighting, but just being, but not being passive and letting things happen to you. That means going to go fight for rebounds, going to go get the ball, like what whatever it is. Being aggressive. So if you do all of those things at practice and at the games, then you are continuously building winning habits. And if you do winning things, enough winning things, then you win more times than you lose. And you can be proud of yourself at the end of the day. So I tell them I don't care about about the results because I know that if you do enough of those things, the the results are going to be positive more times than they are not. So that's how I keep my, myself calm and focused and all of that stuff as it relates to the uh, kids, because I know if you do those three things, it's going to translate over into the rest of your life. You're going to be a good person. All of, like it, it's going to work out for you. So that's the way I don't fall into the trap of uh, things that a lot of the parents do, because some of them I did. And yeah, so that's my advice. Okay. And so I, I have a kid who is gravitates towards the things that he already knows he's going to be good at yeah. based on his natural talents and abilities. When I told him that we're going to, we're going to go ahead and have him try out for football. His reaction was like, Oh, awesome. Like a thing that I'm going to suck at. He was being sarcastic and I got excited. Like, cause I, I was like, yes, like think about all of the possibilities you can learn from struggling from actually struggling to, yeah. to to not just be so yep. naturally good at everything that you pick up 
um, and try, how do you keep somebody motivated when they are, um, when they're going to take some lumps right out of the gate? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you keep them motivated by sometimes it's just saying, son, look, you don't ever have to play football again after this season, but you do have to finish this season. And so that, that, yeah, that's probably a big part of it is like, make sure you, you actually you just finish the job. Finish. Yeah. You just finish the job. And that, that in and of itself builds character because in football, especially there's some point in time that every kid faces and they're like, Hmm, do I still want to do this? Is this for me? And sometimes it's yes. Sometimes it's no, but, but you finish the season out and then that's what it is. So that's the advice. Um, how much, how much do I trust the coach when he's like, he, he is a complete blank slate. How much do I trust his middle school coach to just put him in some ooh, random position or should I, I steer it? Um, should I be that dad? Like, excuse me. I know my son's never thrown a football before, but he's the next Joe Montana. Well, then you should get him some training. Like if no, no, I'm serious. Like if you want him to play a specific position or wherever the coach puts him, then he needs to be or if he wants to do something else, he needs to be trained in the position that he wants to play. What's the best place on the field for a control freak? Quarterback. <laughs> then we might have to learn how to throw. Hey, 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 man. There, there are plenty of quarterback coaches in North Carolina. I'm uh, sure. Do we need to do we cancel? Cancel, cancel, cancel? Or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. This is Canceler Consequence. COVID, 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 COVID is still running rampant. And Ralph pointed out that Scott Apley, who, who is he? Who was he? Oh, man, this story sucks, man. Scott Apley is a Texas State Republican Executive Committee member. Um, I believe he's a Dickinson, Texas councilman. Uh, the Texas GOP tweeted out today that the Texas Republican Party is incredibly saddened to learn of the passing of state Republican executive committee member Scott Apley from Senate District 11. Please join us in praying for the Apley family. Um, what ended up coming out was that he was hospitalized with COVID and it and it took him pretty quickly. Um I'm I'm I haven't been able to verify from anybody on his side or family or anything that that was specifically what was going on. Um, but Scott Apley, uh, Scott Apley was a guy who was pretty partisan online. He you can see a lot of his tweets. Um, one of them was there, there's a doctor named Leanna Wen that said great news from Pfizer this morning. The vaccine is. um efficacious for at least the next six months appears to work very well against uh, variants that are dominant in South Africa. That's just a doctor. And he replied to that doctor, you are an absolute enemy of the free people shove the carrot where the sun don't shine. So that type of thing um, comes off as anti vax. Uh, he also has tweets out there that said, um, can CBS explain the rationale of having one of their big brother cast members wear her mask and remain 10 feet away? Um, but Julie, also 10 feet away, who hasn't been isolated with the same people, has no need for a mask because it's all nonsense. Um, 
So anyway, he's got some tweets out there that are kind of on the conservative end of the spectrum of doubting the government's intent and doubting uh, the, the scientific efficacy of vaccines and stuff like that. So therefore, now that he has passed away, the reaction to his passing has been super harsh. Like, like people are dancing on this man's grave. And I just want to know how. So you is he being canceled or that. is he receiving consequences? Well, he's dead. He's not alive anymore. So all we're left with is the people who are alive and the choices that they get to make on how they react to something like this. And I just want to know from you, do you think that dancing on somebody's grave helps further your political um, and or societal and or just humanity based goals? No, no. I think that if you are a person who is very passionate about promoting the vaccine and hates people who are not truthful about things or not thoughtful and just spew nonsense, then it does further your cause by that person dying. Then, then, but I think if there's a humane way to do it and be like, yo, this man lost his life. He didn't do things the right way. And unfortunately he's dead. So don't end up like aptly. I mean, I, I, I think that that's the, I think that that should be their message as opposed to ha ha, you idiot, you're dead, you're a loser. Like, yeah, I, I think that that's not, that that is low character, it's low brow, it's insensitive. It is all the things that these people claim that they want you to be. You know what I mean? Like, like they claim, yeah. oh my God, America's this, America's that, we need to... And then you go, uh, we're, there's no tolerance around her, this and that. But then you're some of the most intolerant people. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. The whole thing makes me feel really gross because it's all we can control is our own actions, right? And this guy had a brand new baby. He was married. He had a baby. And now his baby's going to grow up without with, without a dad, which is fucking sad. Right. Like, so that, I, we, I think we could probably leave it there. But he's also the guy that you were talking about, George. He's the guy that you on our last episode, and I recommend everybody go back and listen to what we talked about, the fact that people are not rooting for the U.S. women's national team because they don't believe that they are truly American because they have things about America that they'd like to see changed. Meanwhile thinking that they need to change, even though they're Americans exercising their right to free speech and protest um, means that you're actually against them being American. Therefore you're not American. Like the, the whole thing is super messy. Exactly. But if you go to this Scott Apley's Facebook page, his banner photo, and it's been his banner photo for a long time is a three to nothing Sweden victory over the U S women's national team. It's just the scoreboard. So, like, this is the exact guy that you were talking about, somebody who actually celebrates the misery of somebody else or the failures of somebody else because you disagree with their political stance, even though they're your fellow Americans. So should people, knowing that that's the type of person that he was, knowing that the last thing that he posted on Facebook was talking about how um, he didn't necessarily uh, – it's more complicated than that, but that he didn't necessarily believe in the efficacy of vaccines and stuff like that. Knowing all of that, 
can you just mentally look at his situation and say, uh, this is a tragedy for his kid. Wouldn't have done it that way. Hopefully we can use this as a cautionary tale Me? and a tragedy. Yes. Right. But instead, I'm going to read you his mentions on his last tweet. Um, his last tweet was a Bible verse, Psalm 102. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. These are the replies to his last tweet. Um Houston Ray says, I guess you're before him now. Hope you ask him why. And he replies, I sent vaccines. What more do you need? Uh, Mona DeMarkov replied to that and said, I don't think he's before him. I think he's in a warmer spot. Um, Another person says, uh, Phil Levin says, you're there now, buddy. You should have taken the shot. Darwin always has his way. Um, Fred Higson says, karma is a bitch. Again, they're all saying this to a dead man. Yes, to Uh, a dead man's Twitter. So So it's a waste of time. Yeah, BioRectech says, you sure owned us. I think I'll go for some ice cream today. I love being alive. Uh, B. Fox says, congrats on the freedom, bro. Um, Brant Keel says, I'd sell, I'd say, tell the magic sky wizard we say hello, but he doesn't exist. Goodbye. Like, yeah. and, and then a bunch of people tweeting pictures of Herman Cain, who is also dead from COVID. So, like, tell, just to, like, what is in it for you? What is in it for you to spike the football on on a dead man? I want to know. Like, I'm not asking you to feel sorry for him. I'm asking you to not actively put on a display of callousness that there's not really a way to come back from. Yep. Like that because you are your actions. And if you're the type of person who after someone dies, you go into their mentions and say, I'm glad you're dead. Then that's who you are. That's the type of person you are. For sure. And um, on this same note, though, the second chancellor consequence is for Governor Asa Hutchinson out of Arkansas. He put up a bill that got turned into law that banned mask mandates in Arkansas, banned them. And now he's like, oops, oh, sorry, I screwed that up, fam. I screwed it up. And. These are the same people who wanted this, who were like, you're really going to listen to the CDC? Why don't you do your own research? Where the fuck are you supposed to do research that a six and a half billion dollar that that they spend six and a half billion dollars on research every year? Where are you supposed to do your research on Google? Listening to stupid people on YouTube videos? Like that's that's the part that people people like, oh, you're just going to trust the CDC? Who else are you going to trust? I mean, so, yes, that means that you have to be have responsible people in those positions who are going to do the right things. But who else are you going to trust? You're going to trust Google. You're going to trust YouTube. Like uh, people who who do not have the same technology or ability to to science things. I, that, that's the part that's mind numbing to do you do your own research how I don't have a chemistry lab in my back in my backyard and I'm not a chemist I'm not a, a, a biologist I'm not a, like I don't know any so how am I supposed to do my own research so instead of trusting them I'm supposed to trust someone else I'm it, it makes no sense bro yeah, I think um, I think some of the stuff that's coming out of Arkansas right now is very interesting um, because Sarah Huckabee, Mike Huckabee, who ran for president, um, 
Sarah Huckabee is running for Arkansas governor. Asa Hutchinson is the current Arkansas governor. Do I have that correct? Yes. So, okay. So uh, Sarah Huckabee wrote an op-ed a couple of weeks ago saying that she got the Trump vaccine and you should too. And people on the left laughed at her and said, you realize Trump vaccine means you're vaccinated from Trump. They made fun of her for being part of the problem and all that stuff. Whereas I'm in the background waving, saying, like, this might be the key. This might actually be the key to making sure that we save lives. If yeah. people realize. Like, Go get the Trump vaccine, man. You, he, right. he did it for you. He did it for you. Well, and like, let's be honest here. It, I, I don't believe in giving presidents uh, credit for things that other people accomplish but if it happens in your administration i can at least acknowledge that that's what's going to happen and if if i thought that giving donald trump credit for rolling out the vaccine and and the vaccine saving lives was going to save more lives i would be out there with a trump flag trying to save li- like it is worth it Here's- to me to praise donald john trump for people getting vaccinated, especially he was proud of the vaccine. And so I, I thought it was interesting when Sarah Sanders said that she uh, she's running for governor and she got the Trump vaccine. I was like, oh, this might actually save lives, even though everybody's making fun of her. And now Asa Hutchinson, who is a really interesting guy, not only is he the current uh, governor of Arkansas, of the seat that Sarah Sanders is running for, he he's the chair of the National Governors Association. He's less than a month into his term, but he's like the boss of all of the other governors. Yeah. And he's been around he, he a losing. really, really long time. He was part of the Department of Homeland Security that was uh, commissioned after 9-11. He worked on border security. He put together a task force to figure out what we need to do to keep kids safe in schools after uh, the Sandy Hook shooting. Like he, he, is, he has actually worked on things on how to keep people safe. And it's very, very transparent that anybody who's signing anything into law saying that schools aren't allowed to decide what's best for their own districts and students, anybody who signs a law like that is politically pandering. And I'm actually kind of proud of him for out loud recognizing the fact that he regrets doing something this stupid, which takes control away from the school districts in order to make a political point to to conservatives for an uh for a seat that he probably won't even hold a couple of years from now like the whole thing is stupid and i actually like when people come back from the brink and say we made a mistake the next thing is to fix it yep 100 percent. fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live the following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, 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 here's the best of social media. But now, you guys, it is time for the best of social media. This is the segment of the show where we literally show you the best of social media. And today... First thing up, I love when people troll. And this is former Auburn defensive end, Big Cat Bryant, who transferred to UCF this summer after his coach, um, not less, less dirty miles. We're, we're talking, um, what's his name? Oh, Muschamp. No, Muschamp was at Florida. Oh, God. What's his yeah. name? Naming weirdos. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> um, I can see him with his with his little glasses on. Um, good God. The coach that was at Auburn who's at UCF right now. The guy who hired all of Todd Graham's assistants for the last. You, yes. I want to let you get this. You can get this. Come it's, on now. Oh, my you, God. I can you see. Co- it, did you forget you forgot his name because he beat your ducks? All right, I'll give you his. He wasn't initials. the head coach then. Um, what are you talking about? He wasn't Wait. the head coach then. Oh, you're you talking about Tuberville? No, I'm not or talking Malzahn. about Yes, Gus Malzahn. He was he, Gus Malzahn wasn't the coach when they no, beat Oregon he was on that not, last sir. Nope. What are you talking about? He was not. Gus Malzahn was for sure the coach when uh when former five star quarterback hit that uh at that end zone throw against Oregon. A couple years back. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about the national championship, bro. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Yeah, I was talking about the last time they beat Oregon. Because oh. there's multiple times that they beat Oregon. By, uh, had, about- had trouble getting SEC teams to play them. They don't want to play them. For them. Um, I, I'm just wondering, how, how does this roster stack up with SEC? Right now? Yeah. I mean, we'll beat somebody like Auburn, for sure. Like, <laughs> we'll beat Auburn for sure. Uh, but, like, no, man. Um, you didn't play in the Peach Bowl, mm-hmm. did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, I did. I, no, I was a freshman. I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, um, so yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot different, a lot of a lot of different, you know, players and caliber caliber guys. But I ain't gonna lie, we'll be a team like 
Auburn. Do you Ole think Miss. this program has a chip on its shoulders? Oh yeah, like for you sure. Did? For sure. Yeah. yeah, that's why I came in. That's why I was looking for a team. You know, looking and looking in for you know that, that the team had like, things like that. That was some of the. So was that good trolling? He said it three times, so it wasn't like he a, wanted to make sure that they heard him. <laughs> I thought. I mean, I thought it was funny. I thought it was really funny. Um, would they though? Maybe. Why not? You think? Maybe. So that that would make UCF better than Oregon. Why are you why why are you choosing violence right now? That's my job <laughs> against you. Okay, I'm I'm I, I was just pointing out that uh, anyway. Shout out to Big Cat Bryant, who is a former Auburn Oregon's player. Oregon's going to the Final Four this year, so don't worry. And the in basketball, yes, and in um and the college football playoff, a top four, smart ass. Okay. Um. All right. Next thing up, <laughs> the best of social media. A man on a plane. Actually, nope. We will save that for for uh for a Friday because that that one requires an entire discussion. The next thing is black people doing <laughs> black people things. What's your last day out here? On me. Yes, sir. Give it that flavor. Hey, that's our flavor, baby. Oh my God. Hey, free game. Casamigos Blackers, hey, baby. Hey, free game. Casamigos. All right. Man is over a regular barbecue grill pouring Casamigos over burgers. This is black people doing black people shit. I got to be honest. Like this is. Um, please explain, because I have no, I have no frame of reference for either grilling. Uh, I mean, I've been to plenty of cookouts, but I'm not the one. Okay, doing so the the, cooking, the, the, so. The, the the first thing is black people are a very uh, creative people, and we like to be like you know every everybody get, has to have their own. Hey, yo, homie. This is the way I sauce my ribs. This is the way I do them. You ain't doing it right. I got this special magic sauce seasoning thing going on. That's why my shit's so bomb. And this dude is like, I point Casamigos. There are so many levels to stupid on this. Uh, if you've ever seen like a flambe or like uh, a damn bananas fosters, what happens when you pour alcohol over a flame the majority of the time? Uh, it, it, it ignites. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and you're, and, and that's going to add flavor to your burger. It's just going to run off. Like, it, it's not like you put it in the meat and then you cook the meat on there. And then the second thing, burgers should not be cooked over open flames anyway. Really? No, no. Dries them out. You should put your cast iron skillet on your grill if that's okay. what you want to do. Okay. Yep. Good to know. Not a grill guy. I, I think I've said it on this show before. Wouldn't mind learning, but definitely don't appreciate that uh, I am 37 years old and uh, and I'm this far behind. So it's like starting something new and being bad at something. I guess well, we talked earlier about, I'll tell about you encouraging what, encouraging you, my son to play football, even though he's not good at it. Uh, what we just bought? We just bought a a coal grill just we just bought, we're not buying another grill right after buying a grill. Oh my God. Why didn't you ask me? I would have told you. I put it out for Twitter to make the decision. They said that they said to go uh, with with charcoal. That was the overwhelming that like baseline. 
pellet pellet smoker is the best thing for for b- beginners. Um, all right, next thing and the best thing in social media, reporter is out. No, go on. I, I just wanted to before we move on. I wanted to know what you know about Casamigos, since that was the te- tequila that he was pouring on hamburger meat directly onto the meat. Uh, I know George Clooney. <laughs> I mean, and. Casa, Casa, Casa Migos is good, but Casa, Casa Dra- Dragones is better. Okay, so that was actually we might we might need to start ourselves a, a tequila brand because Clooney and his two business partners sold Casa Migos for seven hundred million dollars with three hundred million in performance incentives back in twenty seventeen. I need all that, homie. I need all that. Um, Just to have some kid pour it on burger meat over an open flame. Yep. I'm all in, bro. Uh, all right. The next thing up, the reporter is out here at a boat dock, and it doesn't go well. Yeah, that's exact. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's a lot of arguments on both sides here about whether or not to begin constructing Hunter Lake. From the city side, they argue that they need a backup water source for times of extreme drought and more space for recreational activities. But for water rights groups here in Springfield, they argue that it's a waste of taxpayer money and it'll destroy thousands of acres of wildlife. Look at the car. Look at the car. Um, get this on camera. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for our our viewers, our our, our only audio listeners, explain what's happening. Did you get it on camera? Yeah, so there is a um, yeah reporter's doing his reporter at a boat dock. Guy is, he looks like he's trying Probably. to should uh, go Kelsey and tell her to um, no, I'll show the, the, okay. the technical word. He's trying to la- launch a boat, and he gets too far down in the water, and then the boat slips down and just sub- submerges a nice new, um, you know, uh, GM GMC truck. Nice GMC truck, white, everything. It was bomb. And it submerges the uh, truck, and he loses the uh, truck, and this bothered Ralph. I'm not. I'm I'm bothered by the reporter. I would fight him. If I if I saw him in person right now, I'd fight him. Why? 100%. Well, we just got done talking about not dancing on people's graves and that you can only control your reaction. And his instinct as a newsman in that moment – was to make sure the footage was captured. There which I was understand. nobody there that would that there were people on the boat. I understand. They, they uh, weren't like, help me, help me. We need we need help. I understand. I understand. But in that moment, you are who you are. So whether or not they need help, you don't know mm. if their phones were in the truck. You don't you don't know anything. So how about show some curiosity and say, hey, is everybody okay? Does anybody need me to call emergency services? Do you have a phone? Is there anything I can do? That's the right way to react to a situation like that. It's one thing for him as a newsman to say, get this footage, because obviously, like, that's something that that could end up being a news story and they could use that. I, I understand that instinct. But then hanging back. And if you listen to the audio, he says, Fuck yeah. 
Oh, see, I didn't hear that part. I see I agree that that's just it. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm telling you, if that reporter was in this room with me right now, I would choke him out. Like, it's just it, it's infuriating to me that you would watch somebody go through hell in real life because real life's not Twitter. Real life's not the gram. Real life's not TikTok. And it's going to play well and go viral and everything like that somewhere else. But you have the opportunity in that moment to show just a little bit of curiosity. And they didn't. Re- and some humanity. No, he didn't. He celebrated. And that's the thing that we were talking about earlier today. You can only control you. If you're the type of person that celebrates somebody else's misfortune because either you get to come up or because you were proven right, then that's who you are deep down on the inside. That's just, And it's not – everybody wants to make it conditional. Yeah, well, if that person didn't do this, then I wouldn't be this way. But it's your job to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. You're supposed to set the temperature. The kid, this reporter, is an idiot for doing this. He's a you, complete moron for celebrating while that truck got submerged. Is the truck getting submerged funny? Absolutely. Especially if nobody got hurt. But is being in person for that moment and celebrating it a good thing? No. Okay, I will agree with you there. Um, You guys, that's Reister or Wrong for today. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson. Peace out. Catch you guys on Friday. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.